Oh, now we could talk about how we just recently got invited to the Nationals. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, uh, just, let's just do some warm-ups. Um, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter, Peter Piper, Piper picked, picked a peck of pickled peppers. I slit a sheet. I slit a sheet. A sheet I slit. A sheet I slit. Upon a slitted sheet I sit. Upon a slitted sheet I sit. I slit a sheet, a sheet I slit. Upon a slitted sheet I sit. No shot. No just, shot. just say it. Upon a slit sheet, sheet, sheet and I sit on a slitted sheet. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber, rubber baby, baby buggy, buggy bumpers. bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby rubber baby. Was it rubber? <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers. That's good. That's fine. All right. Cool. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. When you are. This is episode, I, you know, I think it's episode 43, but if it's not, I'm just going to call it the Christmas special. I don't normally do a Christmas special, but I caught a couple of elves here with me today. I'm just joking, not a couple of elves. I got two, um, two standout athletes at Central Catholic High School have decided to join me with like 10 days left before Christmas. I know. And these guys, these guys have been torn around since their exciting state championship in golf, doing a big tour, carrying the trophy around, doing interviews everywhere. People just always in awe of you. And you decide to stop by here. I am blessed to be here or blessed to have you here. So why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Ryan Costanzo. I was a member of the golf team my senior year, co-captain, along with Justin Doerr. And uh, I go to Wheeling Central, obviously. And, um, yeah. So. I'm Justin Doerr, uh, co-captain along with Ryan. Won a state championship, and here we are. Ooh, good. Hey, it is great to have you. Now, am I going to call – I'm going to call you Joe today. That's good. Um, that's all right. Well – I don't want your mom mad at me. My mom won't care. She won't care. No. All right. Does she listen to the podcast? We'll find out. Have you listened to it before? 100%. Yep. Wow. I like that. I appreciate the honesty. I know you've listened to it multiple times. I have, That's yes. excellent. It's great. Great to have you on here. Well, um, let's go back. I want to talk about golf a little bit, but I definitely want to talk about like the holiday because that's like, you know, that's what's coming up. People, you know, Golf, yeah. Holiday, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you both have played golf since you were, what, 9, 10, earlier than that? I think I was about 8 when I started, actually. 8 years old? Um, I actually started when I was about 5-ish with my – my dad was – my dad's always been playing golf, so he kind of, like, took me out to the course and driving range and stuff. But 
uh, uh, more later into like elementary school, middle school, I started getting into more of like basketball, baseball, mm -hmm. more sports with my friends and stuff to play. And then when I started to come here, uh, I started deciding that I was going to try to play golf. So, and it's worked out pretty well. And yeah, I've been kind of just going after it ever since. Cool. So like when you were in grade school, did you have like teams or something that you played on or did you just, did you have like, well, I don't know. There wasn't yeah. a team, but they had, we went to a parochial school. So yes. the parochial schools had two meets, uh, okay. two days where we would meet at, uh, at Moundsville Country Club mm -hmm. and play like a nine hole tournament or okay. one of them was a tournament. One of them was a scramble. So that's, okay. that was our experience kind of in uh, middle okay. school. All right. So then basically until you got to high school, you really probably played more independently than Correct. with on any kind of team or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So I want to go back because um, you're seniors this year. Um, what was it like coming in as freshmen on Central's golf team? Uh, I'm just trying to remember who would have been like the seniors that would have played, been on the golf team then, or was it the same coach? I, I don't know. I'm just so our freshman year, we mm -hmm. came in. It was the year after Derek Harrison graduated. The majors were on that team and graduated. J.C. Maxwell was on that team. And we came in, and the all of that team except for J.C. pretty much graduated. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of just – we almost got thrown right into the fold. Right. Like, I, we both came in, started playing, mm -hmm. like, the all the varsity matches and stuff. And – yeah, I mean, our coach was there, uh, Coach Mortakis. We, um, he actually, our freshman year at the end of the year, is actually a pretty cool story when uh, we were getting ready to practice for the regional tournament, and then he had to go to get his uh, liver. Like, he had a liver transplant. Oh, wow. That was, and he's actually, it's very, it was actually a really cool story. Ryan knows more of the details, so maybe he can go more in depth on the story. Yeah, he, yeah. he just developed a very rare liver disease and started feeling ill. So he went to get checked out and they diagnosed him. And uh, he just ultimately had to wait for his time. Um, and it really was a miracle how he, it came upon that it was going to be his time to get the transplant. He was third on the list and the two people above him, ahead of him, uh, were unable to get to the hospital in time. So it, the call fell to him. Wow. And um, so I remember we were on 17th hole up at Jones Spidell course and he got a phone call and he came up in the golf cart uh, when we were playing and he said, hey, guys, I got to go. And then he just raced on and we we knew exactly what was going so on. So you all knew that he was yeah, sick. He had was this your freshman year? Yeah. yeah. Great four regionals. Wow. So like he went out and had a liver transplant. Yeah. That year, wow. So he, he was very dedicated because, you know, he's got this life-threatening illness, mm -hmm. and he's still out here coaching right. kids. Uh just says a lot about him. Wow. Right, it just shows how much he cares about us and how he wants us all to – he likes to see the improvement. Uh -huh. And he's been doing this ever since. I think he's been, he's been central the, 12 years. Yeah, 10, 12 years. Wow, that's incredible. Wow, what a, what a great inspiration. So, like, when he um, – I don't know how coaching, like, like coaching, like when you practice golf, 
how does he coach you? Like, so does that make sense? Like, how do you, I guess I, the other day in class, I was talking about like golf, like being, not being a team sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was just joking, right. but, um, but like, how does, um, how do you practice as a team um, in golf? Like, does he, is he able to coach you individually and how does that work? So, um, usually our freshman, sophomore year, junior year, we would, um, he would call us up. He would text us about sometime in the middle of the school day, tell us we were going up to Ogilvy around probably mm-hmm. right after school, right around three-ish, four-ish. Right. And we would just go out, walk some holes, play some holes. He would follow us around and then he would just kind of like, he just kind of helped us where he saw fit. So if mm-hmm. somebody's doing something that maybe they could be doing a little a more convenient, easier way to do it, he could be, um, he could like tell us what he thinks might help to improve. And basically uh, there's a lot more to practicing golf than the, than just going out and playing them, like going to the putting green. I learned this a lot this year and it helped me drastically because we would all go up to the, we'd all go up to the putting green and the more putting and chipping with golf is very important. Cause like, if you can, if you get yourself in a bad situation and you make a putt, you can get out of it almost unscathed. So, mm-hmm. so how does he? How does he coach you? Like during the whole process, does he go to the green with you? Or? Yeah, he'll like yeah. go up to the green with us. Okay, you know? I see. He's his specialty in his own personal game is mm-hmm. short game. So he he has given okay. all of us a lot of good tips on that. And a lot of times, like he'll do individual stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I was struggling with putting, still do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he would say, why don't we, you know, Saturday, 3 o'clock, let's go to the putting green. Okay. And we would do gotcha. that. And he'd give me tips and drills. Yeah, That's drills. my thing. A lot drills of drills. There was okay. one – there's this one drill that he always had us do. The uh, It's like a – so you put, like – you take your putter and you kind of, like, you put it in the hole and you, like, measure it out. Right. And it's about, like, three feet, which is, like, one of the toughest putts in golf because it's – you got to be – it's pressure. You're expected to make it. Mm-hmm. You have to – if it's a fast putt, you got to hit it online. If you hit it offline from that short, you got no chance. But yeah, you go around and you have to make it through. He'd make a whole circle with it, and you'd have to make all the putts multiple like gotcha. around the whole and time. If you missed it, you had to, you had to restart. restart. Yeah. Okay, so coming into your senior year, you had pretty you had been through three years of working with uh, your coach, and um, I know you came into your senior year high expectations, right? And so it was just interesting, like, as someone, like, on the outside watching, you know what I mean? It's like you both have two kind of distinct personalities, and I'm not sure if it – how that plays into your golf game. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, I kind of look at you both as kind of like – you tend to be, like, even in school sometimes, like, really, like, fired up, emotional, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But you seem so, like, chill and laid back. Does that play off? Does that work on the on the golf cart, on the golf course itself? Is that how you kind of look I, at yourself? I think it does a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, you say Justin's a lot of times you see him as real laid back. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that is kind of how he plays golf. Okay. If he makes a mistake, he doesn't he doesn't let it he lets it bother him real quick mm-hmm. in the moment, but the, before that next shot happens, okay. it's gone. It never happened. Okay. And I think that kind of reflects that whole idea of being laid back. Okay. But for me, however, I tend to let it bother me mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, sometimes I don't forget it before the next shot. Mm-hmm. And so that can, you have consequence for that. Right. Just another bad shot. And then it's like a snowballing effect. Gotcha. But 
I've tried, especially this year, I think I've tried my hardest and we've both gotten better at emotions this year than any other year. Mm -hmm. So I think it definitely helped pay off. Right. It's, it's actually, it golf can be an emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. at times because there's the highs winning state championship. There's the lows of last year. We lost by like seven shots Mm -hmm. and that's hardly anything with a four or three person score counting. You know, I know that you talked about, you said we had a lot of high expectations, Mm -hmm. and that's true. I mean, I think a lot of people thought that after last year we had such a good team. Obviously, we got the the new kid from Central who wanted to come and play golf. Mm -hmm. You know, we were in good shape. We thought, people thought, well, if they're not going to win it this year, they they probably won't win it next year either. But we were able to really buckle down this year. Mm -hmm. We worked really hard, and we did – we did end up winning and proved some people wrong. And I think a lot of that whole mindset personality mm-hmm. d- does play into that. Yeah. Right. The emotions of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's good to be laid back at times, but it's also good to be fiery at times too, mm-hmm. because if, I mean, Ryan brings, Ryan brought a lot of energy to the team mm-hmm. this year. I mean, he could pump you up. Ryan yeah. could get you pumped up to go mm-hmm. play a golf tournament. And it's, it's sometimes it's hard to pump you up with golf. You're in like a dry spell or something. Right. You're struggling and you're mm-hmm. just sitting there. You're like, I don't really know if I want to do this. And then Ryan comes along, gives you the fist bump, you get all motivated about yeah. it, and then you just go out there and do what well, you That's do. good. That's why I kind of like it's good that your teammates, you kind of recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses in that area. Yeah, so, it's been a really awesome four years, mm-hmm. just us two kind yeah. of being, at least for three of them, being the leaders of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I think uh, to me, one of the I, – I, this is just observation. I may be wrong, but like – Golf is different than other sports in the sense of like, like if you compare it to basketball, it's, you know, five on five and you're competing against another team. Like, but when you go out to me, uh, you're, you're like, I know you're partnered with someone from another team, correct? Correct. But it's always like, to me, it always strikes me as more golf is more about a competition with yourself almost. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's, is that right. fair? Yeah, there is some mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. individualism out there, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not it, it is a team sport at the end right. of the day. But, you know, in the moment mm-hmm. you're out there by yourself competing right. against other uh, teammate right. teams. Right. Um, but I think. Yeah, it's definitely our coach. Another thing he always mm-hmm. taught us was it's you versus the golf course. And right. I think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Yeah, I mean, the individual part of it is it kind of stems from the individual right into the team because if you do your part individually, the team mm-hmm. is going to benefit from it. That's the way I thought of it because I would always think, you know, got to do what's best for the team and all that. But then when I, I realized coming into this year, the best way to help the team is just do the best that I can mm-hmm. and then – Tell Ryan you guys need to do you guys do the best you can, and then if all all the team does the best you can, yeah. do great things. It's definitely about each of you doing your part individually. Then it comes together as a team. Right. Our coach always he would always tell us when you go out, beat the guys in your group, beat the other guys in your group. If you all do that, you can't lose. It's just not possible. Right. Right, but then you have to also you have to make up for some people in your group who may or may not like. If somebody on your team has a bad day, you could end up losing to the other team in your group. So the way I always thought of it was don't just beat, don't just beat the guy in your group, do mm-hmm. as best you can. And just, I don't want to sound like, kind of like bury him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. just beat him by like 10, beat him by 20, beat mm-hmm. him by as many as you can. Right. The more you can get, the more, be- the better it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an interesting sport. I, I don't think I could <coughs> ever play golf. I mean, I could try, but. I don't know if I have the patience for that. <laughs> it, it, takes, patience. it does take patience. Yeah, yeah. and I well, yeah, it's interesting like how you it's um 
is it is it something you're going to continue to do after high school? Uh, yeah, I'm go. I uh, signed recently to go play up at West Liberty for okay. the next four years. So okay. I'm excited. I mean, it'll be fun up there. It's mm-hmm. another level of golf moving up, and then mm-hmm. just the whole another team aspect of it. I mean, it'll be the same thing as here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be great. Um, I don't. I actually don't plan to continue competitively, but um, I obviously I, I do plan on continuing to play. I want to keep my game up, and I think I'll be able to do that. Obviously, having a lot of success in high school golf, mm-hmm. I definitely think I can still be a pretty good player. Yeah, compete in some local tournaments Correct. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a good idea to kind of do that. Um, what's your best memory of the this year? And I, I know that won the state championship and everything. But beyond that, is there something that really stands out to you individually for like one of the best things that you want to take from this year? Well, individually, I I guess in terms of actually the golf aspect about it um, would be for me, I finally got an individual title, won the ABAC. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been able to do that uh, up until then because my good buddy here. <laughs> uh, but, no, I th- there's more than just golf. I mean, obviously we've said a lot of good things about our coach, and I think that's a big thing. I remember – and I've known him. I knew, I, I've known him since I was about seven or eight, mm-hmm. and uh, he's friends with my uncle. And um, so – but he when, when we were at the state, the first day at the state tournament this year, he came up and he said, one last event, let's go. I love you. Mm-hmm. And I just think I started tearing up, and I thought that hit me really hard. And I just was thankful to have uh, a coach like that. Yeah, I mean, same thing for me. I mean, I state tournament. I went there first two years, freshman sophomore year. I made it individually. The last two years, we made it as a team. But my freshman year, that was my coach. We talked about the coach having the liver transplant, so. Mm-hmm. My golf coach was the head basketball coach for the state tournament my freshman year. Oh, wow. Okay. So I ended up – I played well the second day, but the first day I shot probably the worst round in high school golf that I've played in all four of my years. And uh-huh. sophomore year, um, I, when I started getting a little bit better, I after the first day, I think I was leading by two shots. Mm-hmm. And it's a two-day tournament, so right. anything can happen on the second or yeah. first day. But, uh, yeah, I ended up – I ended up losing that year, which stung for a while. But I was like, okay, junior year, I'm going to get it back, right? Mm -hmm. Get better. And then come junior year, I went to the state tournament. I was down after the first day Mm -hmm. and ended up catching up and tying the guy I was tied with on the 10th hole of the second day. So eight holes left. And then we got to this par three over water. Mm -hmm. And I – I don't even know if I made contact with the ball, but I know I got a lot of ground, and that ball went about probably about 20 feet deep right in that pond. So Into the pond. Oh, yeah. That, and then I made a triple bogey, went down three shots in one hole, and ended up losing there. And then coming into this year, it was kind of like now or never, you know. Right. And I was – I did – I played poorly again the first day, but poorly enough to the point where I was only down one shot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play terrible, but I played not up to my expectations. And then the second day, first nine wasn't very good. And I'm down four shots with 10 holes left. Mm-hmm. Kid who I'm playing with, who's beating me by four, takes a triple bogey. I make a par. Next thing you know, 
kind of like what happened to me last year. It kind of mm-hmm. just flipped. I was right. only down one big momentum boost. And then at the turn, I knew the person who was um, actually used to coach ba- girls basketball here, Penn Kurtz. Yes. He was keeping the scores. And I was like, how are we doing? He tells me Luke T shot like one over on the back nine, which is which was playing the hardest. And we were just as a team burying St. Mary's, burying mm-hmm. Muhammad. And that was – I mean, I got a pep in my step, started getting – I was just mm-hmm. big energy boost and ended up making a birdie on two holes later, tying it up, and then – over time, just trying to play more consistently, I ended up winning this year, which was – it meant a lot. Yeah, so. absolutely. It, so, it sounds like it's been an incredible year. I don't think – you know, I think you have <clears throat> done a lot of people um, at the school and your families. Uh, I think you've done – made them all proud of you and how you've carried yourselves this year. Um, from beginning of the year to the end, it's – you know, it's a different kind of sport. You don't have, like, the adulation of people in the stands and uh, – you just don't have that. Right. And so a lot of it, you have to get your motivation from somewhere and you probably get it from a lot of people that, you know, that have supported you. And so you demonstrate that by how, how well you represented them right. out there. So shifting gears just a little bit, got to talk about Christmas a little bit. And we just had our dress down Christmas day here at school, both wearing some Christmas gear, right? Oh, it's yeah. all good. So, want to get a little take on, on something. I'm going to, I always like to read a quote. <laughs> is this going to bum you out a little bit? No. no. All right. All right. All right. All right. This is um, a quote, but his name is Thomas Monson, Thomas Spencer Monson. He's actually um, was president of the church of Latter-day Saints. Um, I think about 10 years ago, but I found, I found this quote. It's really, you know, you get so many generic quotes out there about like what's going on during the holidays. And I think we all like even as we get older, we struggle to um, like find that meaning, like what's going on. Because there's so much, you know, there's so much commercialism out there. It's always, you know, what am I getting? I got to get someone this. You know, like you run around buying people presents and sometimes we kind of forget what the meaning of it is. And it's just a really good um Quote. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it real slowly because that's what I always do. Not because you won't catch it, but I want to see what you think about it. Does that sound good? All right. He says, this is Thomas Monson. It says, <clears throat> Christmas is the spirit of giving without a thought of getting. The spirit of giving without a thought of getting. It is happiness because we see joy and people. It is forgetting self and finding time for others. It is discarding the meaningless and stressing the true values. It is forgetting self and finding time for others, discarding the meaningless and stressing the true values. Uh, you both all you both strike me as two like selfless people, not selfish, but like selfless people. Like you're more concerned about other people. Thank you. Is that, that Thanks. fair Appreciate to say? That. Yeah. And I, yeah, you've always you struck me clearly as as those kind of people. And um, so we kind of look around and you know we ask ourselves, you know, what is it? What do you see in other people that kind of inspires you? Who are the people? Um, in your life. And when you start thinking back, like for Christmas, for me, I always like kind of go through 
old Christmas pictures and we always think about Christmases in the past because it kind of prepares us for this. And, you know, it's a time when we kind of recollect about those past memories. So um, what are the time, who are the people in your lives that um, you really just want to see happy? The people that like always want to see other people happy that may have influenced you to kind of be the kind and, and generous people that you are. Who's influenced you? Well, I would say mostly my family. Okay. I have a lot of Christmas is always a, it's my personal favorite time of the year. And a lot, I think the same could be said for a lot of my family members. I just think, I think when I think about that quote, I think how my family operates during Christmas is kind of reflective of that. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, yeah, we do give, you know, concrete material things for each other as gift giving. But I think for me, I would be more than fine with just having each other as our gifts. I think that's one of the big values of Christmas togetherness. Mm -hmm. And it's my, the Christmas is time is just always filled with traditions, you know, specific dates around Christmas that we all get together and just spend Mm -hmm. time with each other. And I just think that's, it's always been a big part of my uh, Christmas Mm -hmm. time with family. And I, we have the same plans this year. And I think that's just, Definitely family. That's comes first around Christmas. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's family for me too. Um, my favorite tradition every year is we go, we always go up to my grandparents Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and they make food and all that. And we don't exchange we don't exchange gifts on Christmas Eve because we do it on Christmas. They come down, but just being there and all the stories I've heard and all the laughs I've shared with them, and it's not about. Christmas at that point it's just it's more about being together mm-hmm. and I've always I look forward to it every year I always say Christmas is the only season that can make me want golf season to end so that's that's a good take on that so it's interesting that you say um like your families get together and you eat you know it's like all like I always like for me, like one of my, you know, biggest memories, and it's like always, we always do this in our family. We, um, everyone comes up to my mother's house and like, she's always about, I have to have this, this, and this, and this. So it's like, these are the things that she makes. And it's the same thing every year. She never changes anything. And it's not a, a Christmas unless you have that tradition. Like, um, she's always big on like she has her own special christmas punch recipe got to get the the big glass Mm -hmm. christmas bowl i know it's like orange juice and pineapple juice and other things in it it's just like she makes one of those i don't know if you've ever seen them or like frozen ice rings with cherries and oranges in it like it's really old school and plops it in there and you always want to keep like drinking that and then when it starts to get really low you start like savoring that little you know, that last glass of that. So there's always like some kind of tradition, like in terms of food, is there anything like in your family's like, Oh man, my grandma would make this or my mother would make this, or this is something we always have at our house. It's like, it wouldn't be the same if we didn't have that. Uh, yeah. My, so my back when I was very small, when my great parent, great grandparents were still alive. We would always on my dad's side of the family, we would always go there mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. And he had done that for years when even when he was a little kid too. 
but my great grandfather made sausage. Okay. And and Justin is. Oh, this is Costanza's sauce. Yes. Oh, it's so good. So, oh, no, no. Go ahead, man. So so we had that, and we also, my great-grandmother uh, made pizza. She had her own pizza recipe. And so on Christmas Eve or, uh, you know, whenever we have our gathering mm-hmm. every year for Christmas, on my dad's side, we still make the sausage and the pizza. Now, do you know how to make the sausage? Have I know parts of it. I know more about that than I do about the pizza, but I do not okay. know the full recipe. I wouldn't, I would be, it would be bad if I made it on my own. Let's just say that. But you are taking part in making the sausage and stuff. I help out when asked. Mm, okay. One day, maybe that recipe, when, that tradition. When I get older, it'll yours. be passed on. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I hope. Because you probably, I can imagine you're being nervous about doing it, like making sure you get it right. Yeah, you have to get it so, right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it's good. It's good stuff. Though. I, we had yeah. that at my sister's mm-hmm. graduation party. Oh, really? We okay. Had, they yeah, made a, right. they made some uh-huh. for us. It there was go. it's always good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A little sandwich with some cheese on it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> I know. All right. What about you, Joe? Um, I mean, Justin. Um, so we don't really, we kind of like vary our foods, mm-hmm. but there's always, I know on Christmas day, we always make, we have like rigatoni, mm-hmm. chicken, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the thing I always go to is the cookie tray. Mm-hmm. We always have the cookie tray out. Mm-hmm. My mom, my grandma make these chocolate chip cookies. Maybe throw mm-hmm. some Sarah's pretzels on there. Just, on the cookies? Not on the cookies, just on the tray. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. I mean. You, you can't beat it sometimes. Uh, I know. It's just like, you know, the way that, like, your grandparents or your parents make cookies, it's just like, you always like other people's, but there's always something like, mm, I just like the taste of my family's cookies. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that's a big thing. Um, so if you had to, like, um, you kind of look around the world the way it is. It's a crazy world out there. You know what I mean? And I think we talked about that a lot before. Like, yeah, really antagonistic sometimes, like <laughs> politics and like people struggling to get along with other people and et cetera. If you could have like one Christmas wish that like if you could say, you know what? I wish the world could like people would do more of this that would make the world a better place, even if it's like for a day or a week or a month or, you know, just can we all just have this like as my wish, like if you couldn't get any presents at all, no golf balls, no new golf clubs or anything like that. No golf carts. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you're getting all those. I mean, maybe, but like one thing that you would be like, I would give all that up if the world could just be like this. Well, I think a big thing today, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, just people don't get along, mm-hmm. especially with politics. Mm-hmm. And the country is probably as divided as it's been since the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And so I would say my wish definitely, because I love my country, and I would say my wish is definitely for unity. You know, America needs to unite because mm-hmm. if it continues going like this, Mm-hmm. history may repeat itself what do people need to do to make like is see i agree with you i think we definitely need more unity but what is one thing that you think people could do that could be the first step towards doing something like that well there and i was small little when this happened occurred but mm-hmm. 
you know, people used to respect each other, look past politics and recognize mm-hmm. people for who they are right. while still having disagreements, right. but also respecting views. Right. And people, I think nowadays, some views are almost becoming, you can't respect them. They're just mm-hmm. unbelievably crazy mm-hmm. on both sides. Right. But when it, when, when it can happen, we need to respect each other. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are trying to be, they're not trying to become part of the solution. We need more people to become part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Okay. And basically it just all comes down to seeing each other for being humans. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to for me. Absolutely. Cool. How about you, Joe? It's um, a heavy question. I'm I'm not very well versed in politics, so I might not go down that route. But not to get politics, absolutely. I would say just being kinder to one another mm-hmm. and just I would say just like do something nice for somebody whenever you see it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't really you shouldn't have to be asked to do something nice. Mm-hmm. So some people are like, Oh, I'm gonna how some people are like, I'm gonna do one nice mm-hmm. thing a day. That's a great thing to do, but if they keep doing it, it becomes habit. And that's what I think mm-hmm. everybody should be. It should just be habitual for mm-hmm. people to just be able to see somebody who's struggling with something or somebody who might need your help and just go over and ask them if they need your help. And if they say no, then just say, all right, have a nice day, walk away. And if they need your help, help, help them. Yeah. If everybody did that, you know, and it's kind of like you put both those together and it, it does, it, it makes the world a little bit better place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, that's why, you know, this, during this season, I think we all want the world to be a better place. You know, we talk about, you know, Christ's birth and, um, Santa Claus and all this wonderful giving and everything. I think you're right. I think both of those are like, to me, that's what this quote's about. It's about being a little less selfish and giving of others. And I think that's what both of you are talking about. Like for you, Ryan, you know, you're talking about giving up like your preconceived notions of other people and your like people's obsessive need to be right about everything. And like, it's not easy to do because sometimes when you do that, you're, you're letting down your guard because a lot of people, you know, do that. It's the same way, you know, like a lot of people are angry with other people. They have other things going on. They don't know how to interact. I think, you know, we have a, a, a great opportunity in the way the world is now to kind of make, definitely make it better. And so, and I think both of you are doing a, a great job making your world a better place, you know, just by doing what you do, grinding it out, winning state championships, <laughs> you know. But no, it's been it's been great having you on. I want to give you an opportunity to um, wish some people a Merry Christmas. If you got anybody at home or any loved ones that you want to say, hey, Merry Christmas to everyone. And then I'll close it out. Merry Christmas to my family and friends and be kind to one another. Play golf. It's a great sport. <laughs> it can make you frustrated, but it, in the long run, it, it is fun. Yeah, I mean. I hope everybody has a great Christmas, uh, family and friends included, especially. And just go have fun in what you do. Whatever you do, just have fun. Absolutely. Guys, I want to thank you for being on today. It was my pleasure having a great conversation with you. We've been putting this off for a while, but I'm glad that we could kind of get this one done today. Um, If you're listening, you can definitely check out my website, www. Yeah. AJBucon.com. Um, got my, I'm going to be putting, I'm going to try to write a blog this weekend because I'm going to have my students write one when they come back. So, oh, did I tell you that? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, just, I, I'm just joking. 
Oh, I'm not joking, but I'm going to do that. And yeah, you can check out some recent blogs. I'm going to have one up this, or oh, I don't know, this weekend. Yeah. Well, it'll already be up by the time you listen to this. But anyhow, I want to get that up there. You can check out um, some old blogs that I have up there. Um, but I also have my my store, my 500 mile corner store. I have some nice merch up there. I have my books up there. Um, my corner of the world about my first year teaching back here at Central, like uh, 11 years ago, just getting old, I'm getting so old. And then um, I have um, Sunday mornings with coffee, just a nice collection of my blogs and just kind of reflecting a little bit more on those. And yeah, those are available there and you can find them also on amazon.com if you want to, but all those links are right here with the podcast right there on my website. So again, got to thank these two for coming out here. Um, just remember holiday season comes up. Christmas doesn't have to end on December 26th. You know, we can still keep that magic alive, still keep hoping for the better, for the better in the world, that the world becomes a better place. Take all that love and selflessness that we have and, see how long we can make it last throughout the new year. So again, hey, thanks everyone for listening. Guys, appreciate you being on. No problem, no problem. Thanks. Peace.